I'm doing a show here, man. <laughs> this is really unprofessional. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> Welcome to the Innovation Overground, the front porch of academic innovation, where we try to find the coolest at academic and university technologies so that you don't have to. We want to serve up these technologies and hopefully add to the volume so that they can become an actual thing on a shelf somewhere that helps people, where they can actually use them. Thank you for joining us. My name is Charlie Litton. I'm joined by Tyler Scher, PhD, and science wizard, right? Yeah. Thank you, word monkey. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> also with us is uh, Joe Rungi. He is a doctor law dog, and it says here entrepreneurial werewolf. It's weird. I usually present myself as a entrepreneurial werewolf, uh? the doctor law dog. It wouldn't be an. It would. I don't know. You're the word monkey. <laughs> <laughs> And while you're monkeying with words, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate and review. Please tell your friends. We are the front porch of academic innovation worldwide. And it's a party. And it ain't a party unless people show up. So tell your friends. Post about it. Tweet about it. Put it on your LinkedIn. Put it on your friend's LinkedIn. Yes, do please share it. The more uh, we can spread the word about uh, the program, hopefully we can help spread the word about these technologies and add to their volume and actually get those things out there. Okay. All that said, I think it's time we went over my continuing problem with allergies. It doesn't even seem to matter anymore. I think I learned the existence of a new cat in the neighborhood and I start sneezing. Wow. What's a cat's name? <sighs> you would ask. Um, I'm lying. So you called me out in front of all these good people that are listening right now, and I have no idea what to say. Got it. Whiskers. Just always go with whiskers. <laughs> I love whiskers. Peanut. I'm going to go with peanut. That's peanut. Even better. You have, a, you have a peanut allergy. I don't have a peanut allergy, actually. <laughs> An allergy to the cat peanut. Yeah. Boom. That that just means your immune system is extra good. Yeah? yeah. How so? I, I, so? So it's oh, it, well, it is. It's extra good at surveilling your environment. And picking it's destroying up everything, including its of, own body. Yeah. Well, no, it's just it's on the it's on high alert constantly. And so you have part of your immune system has uh, mast cells has uh, has uh, uh, receptors for for antibodies, um, and it's it's constantly detecting different proteins. Hey, Tyler. Different so things in your environment. So up about like cat dander. Yeah. I mean, why? Well, well because, just calm down. I don't because see it's foreign. It's not part of you. I don't see horses out there sneezing because, oh, this yeah, ragweed. Yeah. Well, it needs- Do there's, horses there's, sneeze? Maybe I, horses do You know, do honestly, I, I was about know. to think about it's like, well, do they? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't hang out with a lot of horses. Maybe they do have problems with ragweed. I don't know. <laughs> there goes our horse listenership. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got so few of them. Yeah, so um, so no, part of your immune system is just constantly primed to be detecting- foreign invaders right yeah and you know back in our in our past or in parts of the world where parasites are still a big problem this part of the immune system is occupied with parasitic infections Which we happen to be in a, in a in a country where we luckily don't experience a whole lot of parasitic so infections by that he means actually having parasites living inside you yeah so as like the regular sort of course of life. So we need to infect ourselves with parasites so well, that our immune system has something else to just, do other than just, freaking out about peanuts. Just you. Just me. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> okay. I'm good. No, not you could try that. I think people maybe would theorize that that might work, but that's like I don't plan know if that's Q. a great idea. Yeah. That's got a few plan more. Q. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Let's so, go through A, B. There's a researcher, Dr. Bilgeser, and his collaborators at Notre Dame. Um, and again, this technology came out of our Midwest Drug Development Conference. So this was very cool. He's got this very cool uh, platform. Well, just, just, you know, I'm sorry, yeah, just, sure, just no for problem. the listeners, the, the Midwest Drug Development Conference is put on by Unimed, the tech transfer office at the University of Nebraska. They bring in a bunch of universities from the Midwestern region. I think this year we had 18 universities there and 46 different technologies in the drug development field. And they were uh, kind of all in, you know, we call it kind of flyover country, right? So we brought in then people from, you know, Johnson Johnson, Pfizer, and all sorts of pharmaceutical firms and investment groups to kind of get them all in one place and and, and give these technologies a, a platform that maybe they didn't have before. So I think the next couple of episodes, we might actually have some more of these technologies yeah. just for the listener. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Continue with about the uh, yeah, no Notre Dame thing. Yeah, and, and this this technology was really resonant. Um, and actually, um, Dr. Bilgeser was able to, uh, he came across his or found his, his business partner um, because this technology was advertised during uh, his research was advertised during a Notre Dame football oh, game. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. a really cool story how they met. It's cool that, you know, you see, like, you know, that's a smart use of the of the moment. Yeah. You see a lot of universities, they get their every, – every university gets their ad during a football game, right? And it's, yeah. And it's, you know, they'll show, like, a couple of co-eds running around and playing the violin or something and yeah. dancing and then – Notre Dame says, "Hey, here's something we're working on." Yeah, that could that it could help up to four million children right. in the in the U.S. living with peanut allergies. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so he came up with this platform technology uh, for using nanoparticles, so very small, tiny scale, to screen and identify um, what what are the components of the peanut protein that that makes your immune system freak out. Um, and your allergies may cause you, you know, again, uh, just general discomfort on a daily basis, which yeah. isn't to be minimized, right? But peanut allergies can lead to to death, right? You you can literally have have you, you can go into anaphylax anaphylaxis or shock, and and these children can die. So it's maybe a little more high stakes. Not to, again, not to minimize your discomfort. No, you Charlie. can go ahead and minimize my my stuffy <laughs> nose. <I> okay. <laughs> yeah. So so. Uh, this, these researchers were able to then, um, using this nanotechnology, synthesize basically inhibitors that would that would block the binding of of peanut antigens onto your onto the immune system cells um, antibodies. So it just it just blocks that whole process. So so critically, why this is cool. So we currently have ways to to prevent uh, this type of interaction or, or, or ways to help after the fact to save lives, right? But that the, the, those involve application of things like steroids. I mean, that, that's sort of it's shutting down the entire immune response. This is very specific, very targeted. So it, it keeps your immune system humming and just prevents it from freaking out over one type of foreign invader or another. It very specifically blocks just the peanut thing then. Yes. Yep. <clears throat> okay. How is that different from, say— or how is antihistamine then different from this type of approach? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so that again is more of a that, that's more of a blanket approach. So that's just generally sort of trying to dampen down the the response of your your mast cells and your IgE antibodies um, instead of again a more targeted a, a, a more targeted approach. So for example, if you took this, um, if you took a therapeutic designed off of this researcher's peanut allergy um, uh, platform, you would still have 
all your seasonal allergies. That okay. it wouldn't help, but it would. But if if he developed one just for cat dander, then then peanut the cat wouldn't be bugging you anymore. <laughs> right. So then, what's the di- so okay? Why won't like antihistamines like I don't know Claritin or, or Benadryl or whatever? Why can't that work against like a peanut allergy kind of situation? That is a good question. So it's a downstream effect. So yeah. what you're basically trying to do is you're not necessarily stopping the allergic reaction. You're minimizing your body's response to the allergic reaction. So. Hmm. Um, okay. The, the Claritin is, is simply trying to stop you from having um, your runny, runny nose and, and wet eyes, right? And like back to Tyler's point, the immune system is unbelievably complicated. Your secondary immune system, which is this whole system of antibody production, literally can remember one exposure to a foreign compound and remember it for the rest of your life. That's why when you have one exposure to a virus, you're right. immune Go forever. immune system. Right. So that really powerful tool, when it freaks out, can be incredibly deadly, right? You're yeah. essentially having all that power against something that's fundamentally inert. But peanuts, because they have really, uh, I don't know what the right word is, they're, they're like foreign with an exclamation point. They're just, they're, there's something about peanuts and shrimp and other common antigens yeah. that it's just your, your immune system, one in 20, just freaks out about them, right? And then if you're in this other state where you're not occupied with baseline parasitic infections like the world intends you to be, then yeah. you know, you're more susceptible to them. So what's the, what is the, um, is, is this, this, this peanut thing, is this a, a one-time treatment or is this something you just have to take all the time? Um, this would probably be, it would not be one time. It would be something that you would take multiple rounds of. I don't know how long it would last. If it would be monthly or weekly okay. or semi-annually. I don't know if it's but like a one-time shot. It wouldn't be one time. No. Yeah, so no. if you're looking for a one-time thing, there was a really cool <clears throat> invention presented at the Midwest Drug Development Conference from Cincinnati Children's Hospital, which is car NK therapy for lupus. Ooh. Lupus is interesting. Yeah, what's lupus? Biologically. I'm not qualified to give you a good understanding of what lupus is because it's a lot of different things. Uh, we spoke one time, I can't remember when, about eczema, how eczema is just a phenomenon. It can be caused by yeah. different sources. Lupus, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what causes it, but I know there can be multiple sources. It's an but autoimmune what's common disorder. about all of them yeah. is an autoimmune disorder. And so the idea is that this is, again, your powerful immune system having some off-target function or dysfunction. And so so CAR T cells, which we've talked about in the past, are basically re-engineered immune cells, which are going to focus and identify your own cancer cells. These CAR-NK approach is do the same thing, except it's going to look at your aberrant immune cells. So when you have part of your immune response that becomes dysfunctional because it's attacking yourself, you then create another immune response to the aberrant immune response. Okay. So your immune reaction is made out of cells, and these cells have these receptors. And we kind of talked about it. Tyler has this classic immunolo- immunology uh, cartoon on a piece of paper in front of him. You have an immune cell with all of these little branching-looking Y things, right? And those Ys are receptors. And then floating around it are all these circles. And what's implied by it is when one of the immune cells touches these circles, those Ys grab it, right? That's the chemical-chemical interaction of a receptor to whatever it is it's trying to identify. Your immune cells, they create receptors to viruses or other foreign bodies that are sort of common. And that's how they always remember them. Okay. So they're always feeling around. And when their little Y thing touches exactly the thing that they were formed to respond to, they freak out because all of a sudden you've got an infection and your body needs to get on that, right? Okay, right. So what these CAR and K cells do is they create immune responses to those little Ys. So if there is a cell out there that is looking for 
your own immune, your own cells, right? Mm -hmm. That's what the immune response is. You've created an immune response to yourself. You create an immune response to the little finger that's looking for you. So okay. when you find that, it kills all those cells. And then the autoimmune response is essentially done. So wow, the idea is that cool. this would wow. be a therapy that could function for a wide variety of autoimmune diseases. And so it's not just lupus. It could be for... Tyler, help me out. What's another autoimmune disease? Um, <laughs> rheumatoid arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis. There's all sorts of different. Man, yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. the tip of my tongue. So this this is like when when the uh, when when your hitman goes rogue, and I, now right. you're hiring another hitman. That's right. To take out your take hitman. out the hitman. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I is this like a vaccine then? Um, no, this would be a cell based therapy. So you would have some of your immune cells taken out, right, and then reprogrammed to go attack other immune cells that are in your body. Okay. Yeah. That sounds very cool. But again, like the specificity is what's really important, right? Tyler once described CAR T cells as good touches, right? And I think that's a really good way to put it. All this is like, you know, very touchy-feely, right? And so if you've got someone who's got a bad touch hand, right, that's, you know, whatever the mark of the, the bad hitman. And so you can focus your immune system to be molecular specific, which is what's really cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Well, that, that reminds me of the one thing I saw at the at the conference was a was a cancer vaccine. Tyler, did you see that from? I think it was from Iowa. Do you a cancer that? vaccine, uh, man. There were maybe, so many we'll cool talk, technologies. We'll, yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll sorry, blown away. We'll, uh, we'll 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 touch on that, I guess, at a future date. Anyway, um, I think it's about time we come to ground on this one. Please make a moment to look at the program notes. We'll include links to both of the technologies we featured today regarding uh, the uh, peanut allergy modulating approach, as well as the CAR NK cells. Yes. Um, also, uh, I do want to give a shout out to some of our sponsors, Unimed, the Tech Transfer Office for the University of Nebraska Medical Center and the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and also KVNO Studios here at UNO. Um, thank them for their generosity. And for Tyler Scher and Joe Runge, I'm Charlie Litton saying thank you and join us again on Unimed's Innovation Overground.